Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is a new world order, and I am Chancellor Zane C. Weber of the National Council of Zane Australia, here with my colleagues from across the virtual seas. Your people's champion, the Seb American sweetheart, Sebastian of the United States of Seb America. Oh, you stop smirking when you say that. But the word sweetheart was in it. <laughs> And I am, of course, Andrew Schossler, the most supreme magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia. And if you are joining us for the first time, we each run a virtual nation on nationstates.net and we meet once a week to discuss the various issues that are plaguing our nation. Now, we have a whole season of just doing that, but now we've started our second season where we have joint international crises brought on by a gypsy curse. We ratcheted that baby up. Mm. You still owe me a lot of money for that, by the way. Yeah, (laughs) I'm on it. It's it's, it's working, it's magic. He bet me that the uh, gypsy curse wouldn't amount to anything. It's incredible. Yeah, that was very wrong. Zanestralian, you know. Nats Frugals. Frugals. I'll, I'll right. lend you one and a half Seb American big dollars and you can keep the change after you pay him back. Good. I need to pick right. out some pebbles from my shoe. That'll be very nice. You realise <laughs> I currently have the most powerful economy of us. I'm yeah. not certain that's true at all. I think they're all fairly close. <laughs> We're all fairly, fairly close, but uh, mm. I am just a hair's breadth uh, above I, Seb America, which is a hair's breadth above Andropoly. I, I, I think s- I have that in the right order. I think I'm last no. in that in that yeah. lineup. Yes. I will say, though, my currency is referred to as the big dollar, so I kind of speaks for itself. We wouldn't call that if it was the weakest economy. So <laughs> your move, guys. So what happens is every five weeks, a new plague strikes our nations. We have just overcome an invasion of what turned out to be relatively harmless time travellers. That just confused us. I don't know if they're that harmless. I mean, there was quite a bit of fallout in Andropolia, at least. The prison system, we had to, we had to, we ended up catering to the the prisoners' demands with with gold, I mean, Mm. gold plated, uh, solid gold toilets, sorry, were the least expensive of their furnishings. That whole situation was contrived and manipulated to, to get to that. That end. Okay, I'm, so honestly, Andropolia was manipulated a little bit. Was Samarica manipulated a little I bit? I wanted to speak in Andrew's defense really quickly. I'm actually for, all for making prison not oh. a little bit more comfortable. God hated toilets. No, well, not that comfortable. Right. Like, I, think, <laughs> I think improving the standards of your prison is a good start. I think you went overboard, al- but that's, the intentions were right. I already get them out into the fresh air. They clean up Andropolia. They yeah. clean up the clean up the streets. But I was going to say, in your defense. That's what they I, do. They're put to work. I agree with your intentions. And I, I actually do not agree with your execution. No, I actually <laughs> like the idea of, of, of prisons being doubled up as the treasury. 
Okay. As the nation's treasury, if it's you, brilliant. You, you if say you want to listen to more of these justifications of what happened, you're saving one block of land if you take the you treasury can, from one place. And put you can just become one a block. patron. You can become a patron and hear about an hour's worth of this, uh, this thrilling audio. Okay, <laughs> as for me, um, I think I did well. I slowed down any progress that my government could make so no big decisions could happen for the first two weeks. Slowed it down in the sense of grinding it to an absolute halt. Let's redefine. I left my upper house in effect, which is a common thing that a lot of world governments have. Nothing crazy. You expanded the powers of the upper house and reduced the powers of the lower house. I only know. I didn't reduce the powers of the lower house. I just expanded the upper house. The lower house could no longer call the the upper house into question. Correct. So I slowed things down. <laughs> Gave time for re- some thought. I changed my ju- judicial system to remove judges once again in replacement of a justice.exe. Uh, yeah. We have faith in the almighty oh, computer overlord. Um, and then I, yeah, went back and got everything fixed. And by, was, by episode four, everything was resolved. And I had episode five as a victory lap, I thought, of just doing what I would normally do. Time travel issues over. We averted an yeah, earthquake. Yeah. And we averted a natural disaster and Australia somehow. Australia didn't take any rash action, just distributed more rights to the to the populace, both current and future, and then had a literal party at the end. <laughs> uh, and I guess you both agreed that Zane Australia handled it the best. Only because Andrew really, he really fucked up in the last well, episode. Well, <laughs> if you want to listen to that, become a patron. But at this moment- I have never been so angry. America and Andrew Polia have- Five veto points, and Zane Australia has six. So I might have no reason not to spend one, right? They're so sure. sweet and tasty, though. <laughs> you save them up and gobble them down at the end of the season. I've never mm-hmm. been tempted to spend one yet. Like, I've just, whenever like an issue comes up and it's like, oh, I really wouldn't pick that one, but if you're going to put the gun to your own head, far be it for me to say no. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I, I didn't like doing it when I did it, but it's just this button that's sitting like, there just. <laughs> What happens if I do push it? So this being the first episode of a new global crisis, I do have in my hand a a letter from a gypsy. (laughs) Okay, let's go for invasion of hot strippers. Something nice that we can deal with in appropriate (laughs) ways. Well... They might be hot strippers. Well, this isn't going to be good. Because they're riding on a meteorite. (laughs) (laughs) Because there is an international terror plot. Oh, my God. A serious one. Oh, my God. So we've got to deal with an international terror plot for the next five episodes. Okay, so I've got the perfect issue. Do we want to take, like, ground rule kind of thing? Are we all expecting attacks on our home soil for this to go forward? Or I I think, yeah, I think we've got terror cells um, because I think we're all pretty similar ideology so i think we'd all belong westernish center of the world yep. so maybe maybe we have an I, I part would, of the eastern sector or or a, or a, maybe like a, a russian style i would i would interpret it as a coordinated attack that there are going to be multiple points hit simultaneously and yeah. it's going to disrupt economies and governments and yep. day-to-day Terror lives families. So we're assuming both governmental and civilian targets for the sake of yeah. just, everything's up for grabs. Massive I think disruption. It's terrorist okay. warfare. <gasps> My dams. Oh no. <laughs> You've invested so much in your dams. Your sky towers that are barely hanging there. How did I know that was gonna be a target? <laughs> My sky palaces are floating above the earth. They are hovercraft type. Just actually. just waiting for their their tethers to be cut <laughs> I was just, with just, a pair of child scissors. I was just thinking one EMP. 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. All right. Okay. Uh, well, who has, ha- having only just learnt of what what we're dealing with, who has? I can go in straight away. Okay. I've got the I've got the perfect issue. Well, perfectly tied in issue anyway. All in the family. An unexpected letter sent by your estranged uncle, estranged already, was found on your desk this morning. In it, he details what he has been up to for the past several years. It abruptly concludes with him being arrested and imprisoned in Brankerland for a slew of criminal charges. These included selling diluted maple syrup, illegally hunting prized Brankerlandian geese for sport, and operating a business without a license, which I think we can all agree is the worst crime of all. Mm. I mean, you're being sarcastic, right? <laughs> Only ever. Ever so slightly. <laughs> Just a tiny bit. I'm in a sticky situation, writes your uncle. Uh. I- I've been assigned to share a cell with a moonshiner named Cletus. His buck teeth are not pleasant to look at, nor are his armpits pleasant to smell. I would be most obliged if you could use some of your diplomatic wrangling, such as threatening Brankeland with tariffs, to arrange for my release. Perhaps you could wire some money to my account to help me get back on my feet. After all, we're family. And as the Brankelandian saying goes, blood is thicker than maple syrup. Although, if you're happy selling it diluted, then you shouldn't be surprised that my blood is thin as well. No. Number two, the Brankelandian ambassador huffs into your office. You must understand what a heinous crime your uncle has committed. Potential terrorist? Mm. Him or your uh, uncle? No, my uncle. Anyone's yeah. a potential terrorist, a, well, Zane. This is true. Right? Suspect everybody. All right. Yep. <laughs> time- I, I look forward to your country tearing itself yep. apart. Is it? Is <laughs> it, <laughs> is it, is it isn't it slightly, slightly uh, coincidental that time travellers, having foreknowledge of the future, came in and the immediate effect that they have is to seed the ground with this international terror conspiracy. If by immediate you mean delayed effect, yes. I maintain that they were here for sinister reasons and I was right to suspect them. (laughs) Go on. Our maple products are our national heritage and your uncle has completely disrespected that. He may be your family, but you must also allow our criminal justice system to punish him as it sees fit, if you'd like. We can even give you a tour of the prison facilities to show you that he isn't being mistreated. Mm. Yeah, they sure would like a big walk to the, all the, to the government facilities. <laughs> Take well, notes. Get, get me in there. Yeah, exactly. Maybe give me a couple of br- blueprints to show my buddies of the inside of this government building. Yeah, you see, it's, that's, that's actually quite reasonable, I think. Of course, sovereign nations should be allowed to deal with, with, with the law as, uh, as they see fit. If it was committed on their territory, of course. Correct. The last one, very short one. This kind of sounds like one of those Tasmanian prince scams to me, muses your secretary. Actually, that gives me an idea. Deny that he's your uncle and write him off as a con artist trying to get out of prison. If we are to believe that ambassador, he won't be in much actual danger there anyway. Sure, he won't be happy staying locked up, and neither will other family members now that I think about it. Then again, he broke Brankelandian law, and I don't want to risk losing my supply of Brankelandian goose downs over this. Mm. I mean, I wouldn't lie and say that he's not a relative, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't try and free him. I think, Andrew Polly, you have no. a tough question to answer. Is did it you, being made tougher? Did you send your uncle there as a terrorist operative? I would never. 
I don't engage in that sort of trickery. One second, we'll turn the microphones off, did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, don't worry, I've turned them off. Ignore that, uh, ignore that flashing light. He's totally running a cell, right? <laughs> no, he's operating on his own free will. He, he, he went there to sell bootleg maple syrup and kill some geese. And run a business Is without a license. Is geese like racial slang for people? <laughs> Those Brankalandians. Mm. Oh, they're uh, very necky. <clears throat> All right. Pretty simple. I'm going to go with the second one unless there's a veto impending. Of course I'm, not. I'm not well, going to good. refresh me though. What was the second option? The second option is to let the Brankalandians deal with him um, and take up the ambassador's offer to tour the prison. Good choice. Oh, wait. Oh, that might be a part of a kidnap plot. Yeah, you're really putting That's... yourself in their hands there. Either you or some. And I'll be right in the prison too. Oh, yeah. shit. No. It's a terrorist okay. plot, right. not a. Every government is against no, 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 Wait, 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 wait. This, yeah, this Terrorists changes everything. can be sponsored by governments. That was, that was okay, the whole yes. point of this season. It was to add an additional layer. I would normally have chosen the second one, but now. I don't know who is on board, who is not. It's true. I have to stay safe. I have to deny that he's my uncle. Yep, you're just shutting off. All, yep, I go, no, yeah. that's a good choice for this that's one. That's it. Yeah. He still gets dealt with in their court system and I- You're not taking the bait, pretty yeah, much. Exactly right. Yep. I'm staying safe. Done. I approve. Deal. Let's see what happens. Oh, my poor uncle. He's estranged anyway. It's not like we've kept in touch. Yeah, it's his and fault. His letter has been sitting on my desk that somebody just happened to find. It wasn't me. I mean, it wasn't in my inbox. When was the last person you citizen? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> if, he's, if he's been out of the country for years, you know, there they could be some backlog law oh, somewhere. Oh, escaped, that- I see. <laughs> <laughs> Imprisonment is the leading cause of disownment. Right. Mm. Dissident speaker missing, presumed vacationing. No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. In inverted commas, right? Tourism industry discounts benefit locals. Retirement problem solving itself, economist says. No. <laughs> oh, and Andropolia. is national beauty, where to find it? I'm sad to say that corruption has increased 8.5%. Yeah. Weaponization yep. is up three, crime and charmlessness up one percent each. As far as the oh, crime, kind of going so well, but maybe this is just one of those ticks up that oh. doesn't last for very long, and the general trend may still be down. Let's Fingers hope. crossed. Let's hope. Let's hope, Andrew. Yeah. Um, as far as the downtrends, compassion is down six percent, safety down six. Pacifism down six and a half, and niceness, worst of all, down thirty-two percent. Well, Ooh. look, Andropolia can't, can't even count on your family these yeah. days. <laughs> I'm still happy with that result. I'm oh. safe. My nation's safe. A potential terrorist is behind bars. Mm. I think this one is uh, is very good. I have a much more sinister issue. All right, but allow me to take you all on a, a storied journey as I read you the issue, and then. Further elaborate. Oh, I like it. Seb, the issue is called Great Balls of Fire. Seb America is abuzz with the news of a huge meteorite dubbed Big Max by the media, which smashed into a large town on the outskirts of Suplex City, killing thousands and leaving behind nothing but a smoldering crater. Gentlemen, I'm here to tell you that was not a meteorite. Oh, dear. Is that just what the papers are spinning it? Sebmerican spin? Because it happened in Sebmerica being reported on by Sebmericans. I'm telling you, as the. So, what you're saying is you're leading a cover up 
I'm pretty sure, yeah. <laughs> All I, right. I'm going to interpret. Okay, I'm duly gonna, noted, I'm said Merrick. I'm going to take this issue that, given the times with these terrorists, that this was, in fact, not a meteorite, and I am now dealing with the fallout of what we've covered up as a meteorite but may have been uh, an attack on our nation. Okay. okay. So that's that's the the extra narrative I'm adding to this because it's far more interesting than like terrorists <laughs> and meteors. Oh no, they're working with the sky gods against us. Yeah, this is a bit more easy. Hey, hey, maybe they are. I mean, maybe they are. That's also true. So all the aliens. We'll go through the issues here, but let's keep in mind, guys, it was no meteor. We can't let a little bowl a little boulder get the best of us, Bellows Silvio Hesse, a burly military official. We have to fight back. Show them what we've made, what we're made of. Really, anyway, with a little funding, we could develop some terrific new weapons for the next bit of flying rock that dares to threaten us. Nuke it to smithereens. If ever there was a time to prepare for space warfare, it is now. He's a little bit on the, on board with what actually happened without knowing it. R- running with your interpretation, are all these mentions of boulders and uh, flying rocks? Are they meant to be? you know, replaced with Maxtopians or insert other, you know, I'm gonna say- candidates for, for, for terrorist here. In his case, I'm going to say yes, because he's in the military. So he should he should know what actually right. happened. But as we get down to like, I don't know who else talks to me. So but- nuke them. They tried to nuke us, so nuke them. Yeah, he's pretty much saying we should, not, not that we have a direct target to attack, but we should be ready to counterattack next time. Right. So not a bad option given a time of potential war. If you can establish that it, you know, it was it was a government-sanctioned uh, operation, because Correct. if it was just a, a bunch of guys who stole yeah, a bomb, if it was yeah. just insurgents, like you wouldn't launch a nuke at a treehouse. Bombing some new yeah. people is not going to help that. Yeah, that's all well and good. Interjects Pro, uh, Professor Archibald Patton, leading scientist at the Submarine Meteorological Office, which I'm going to use like anyway. Yeah. Except that the chances of a fall of this magnitude occurring twice in the same area are minuscule at worst. I propose you direct your funding to the real issue here, rebuilding the homes and properties that have been lost and tending to the injuries and the traumatized. As soon as we remove what's left of Big Max for our study, you can take the start. So I assume that last part, they're going to take the bomb, remains of the bomb that's gone off and study it in this case because it was not a meteorite. It was a bomb. Are you discounting, you know, terrorists have, have hijacked the space shuttle and then legitimately... Launched co-opted some some or asteroid just developed a tractor beam and yeah. pulled something from the asteroid belt. Yeah. All these things are possible. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Why is it not literally a meteorite? Because I figured it would be harder for them to do that than just put a bomb. Those violets, though. They're pretty crazy. (laughs) Uh, I've got two more options. Remove the greatest phenomenon Sep America has ever seen, cries Ethel Wall, the famous museum tycoon. Oh, this isn't this is not gonna be tasteful. Surely you can envisage envisage the uh, profits that could be had here. We should be opening the site for tourists. Think of all the possibilities. Guided tourists, gift shops, theme parks. You don't want to build on top of all that potential, do you? Mm-hmm. Besides, 
The old residents are all dead now anyway. I'm sure this is what they would have wanted. This is like, oh man, 9-11 sure was terrible. Let's open a roller coaster where the towers used to be. Or yeah. just a memorial that you charge for. We don't think they charge for the They one. don't charge. Yeah, for I was like, like I'm not, no, I'm not no. comparing it to the actual 9 <laughs> 11 memorial. So, if meteorite or terrorist plot aside, not even a remotely tasteful option. So, and we all know that Submerica is nothing if not tasteful. We're not exploitative. <laughs> Finally. You didn't say not exploitative, you said tasteful. <laughs> all of these ideas are either costly, ridiculous, or both. Snorts your spiritual advisor leaning over your desk. Your people are frightened and vulnerable right now. They don't want you to take the action. They want you to tell them that it'll all be okay. We could use this. Tell them Big Max uh, was a warning from the heavens. Strike the fear of the mighty one into their hearts and they'll do whatever you tell them. So, no. Um, Why not? You've got potential they're terrorists. Bringing re- they're bringing religion into this. Though, yeah, but and you've got terrorists on the border and your populace is scared. As a po- but I think this would be a, a, a legitimate cause for developing our military. Uh, specifically in counter-attacking measures. You're going to up the guy from part-time to full-time? Well, he's technically he's casual right now. <laughs> technically, he's from another nation on secondment yep. part-time so the while two, on vacation. The two legitimate options I'm considering are military and we should um, study the thing, study the meteorite or the bomb or whatever right. we're going with. So it's either... Do we learn from this mistake or do we get ready to counterattack so another one cannot occur? If you're going with a terrorist thing, you can't study it because then all you're doing is preparing for but how know, did it, but the I mean, last war. But let's say for the sake of, okay, I, it's a bomb, yes, but studying it could include how did it get through our defences? How did it arrive here? We can break down. Instead of studying like right. the, the genetic makes, makeup of the but meteorite. then you won't have the manpower to put any of that knowledge into, into action. Yes, but if we don't work out how they got in, I can have all the guns pointed at the border I want, but if they're coming through the sewers, I'm not going to know. No, no, no. You have guns pointed everywhere. You have guns pointed at the sewers. You have guns pointed at the schools. You have guns pointed (laughs) at, at like, hospital patients. I think it's better to have one gun and know where to point it than to have a million guns and not know where to show them. I mean, that's why the terrorists are going to win. But (laughs) in in, in the midst of all this, you've got your population, which is frightened. Well, the military Mix in that a little bit of desperation... And a lot of crazy stuff but, but my is potentially going to come through. My population thinks a meteor hit them. Yeah. So they can be frightened all they want. What's weird after a meteor comes down? What do you mean? They, they are frightened. They're going to be yeah. irrational and they're going to make bad decisions. I agree. More People. bad stuff is going to happen. But my, my options come down to, okay, so they think a meteor hit them. You've got to give that speech, Seb. You've got to calm them down. Yeah, yeah. If they think a meteor hit them, why are there suddenly nuclear bombs being you know, driven down the main street? Like in a, as in to show them like, oh, that meteor won't get us down. We have one. It's suspicious. I think no, having- it's not because that's how you fight meteors with nukes. No, I think a, a military response to a uh, natural phenomenon is weird. Oh, so <laughs> right. So you're so going to frighten them you're even lying, more? but. Instead of not lying, you're going to double down on the lie. Well, no, I'm going to study how this happened and okay. to make sure it doesn't happen again. That way, it's still done inside of a lab. The public is unaware. They are still living their lives like a crazy meteor happened. Nothing to see here. But we can make sure it does not occur again. This is an interesting approach for said America because now it's not about the populace. You are literally taking advantage of their ignorance. Correct. All right. I'm just putting that out on the table nope. that that is what you were doing. I well, as yeah, I, I'm not super happy with it, but <laughs> it's 
This is the path of least resistance. <laughs> That's also known as the best path, Andrew. <laughs> the Lightning has adopted a lightning never strikes twice approach to dealing with natural disasters. Oh, lovely. Nice to know that nature will obey yep. laws. Lucky um, it wasn't nature, though. I got two lovely posters, the jacked in and the book smarts one. Okay. Socialists welcome increased public spending. Sub Americans living longer, working harder. Tourism in, you know, braces for influx and auto industry hits speed bump. So tourism went up 7%. Healthcare went up, sorry, public healthcare went up 5 IT went up 4 It patters off, but nothing crazy of note. Compassion went up 1%, blah, 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 blah. As for the downs, gambling, once again, down 20%. Ooh. Charmlessness down 8%. Black market down 5 Ignorance down 2 Primitiveness, uh, freedom from taxation and crime also down 2 yeah, because people are going outdoors less. They're terrified. They're going to get to outdoors more. What, right? Because the bad weather well, went down. Well, you can't commit crimes if you're indoors. That's Yeah, not fewer true. people are outside, so the weather is better. <laughs> That's how that works, right? People get yeah. <laughs> Um All in all, though, it's not bad. It's- I have an issue. Dial L for loan. Mm. After a recent unfortunate incident involving a foreign casino. Oh, dear a gambling-addicted crime lord and a secret agent that was a bit too confident in his poker-playing abilities. <laughs> the government is currently strapped for cash. Now, this is obviously a, a money, foreign terror yep. espionage plot. Exactly right. And they're using the casino to loan the money. Mm-hmm. My finance minister has reminded me of a swathe of delinquent government loans made to small, nameless to a small nameless nation in my sphere of influence that could be called in to close the budget gap. If they can't pay up, well, we'll get the Pacific Tribunal involved, declares Ganondorf Cobblepot, my finance minister. Start by removing their spendthrift leadership and install a stooger. Um, no, I mean uh, someone who understands the gravity of their international obligations. Next, forcibly privatize some of the most easily monetized state services. Why, I bet some of Australia's businesses might even be interested in buying them. I like Mr. where that's Ganondorf. going. Mm. So basically forcibly get rid of the governing bodies of a nation, impose my pick of leader, and then buy out their their state services. In the face of an international terror plot, that is a very safe move. I will say I'm not sure, I can't be sure, at least with the information that I've got so far, that this small nameless nation is the source of the terrorism. But it is heavily implied that it is. Mm. Mm. And the fact that Ganondorf thinks that it's government-driven means that maybe that's where I should look. So I'm not counting this option out, but that's a very anti-Australian move. (laughs) Very out of character. (laughs) Number two. How soft mutters Lucina Duran, head of the infamous Lone and Pool Shark mercenaries, while menacingly holding a pool cue. It's time you went full repo man on these money squanderers and take what's owed to you. They won't dare object to a few of their warships, crown jewels, or national treasures going to the cause. So literally, 
go in, <laughs> steal everything by force, and pay my debts with it. What an original approach. I don't think that's ever been tried in history, ever. <laughs> hmm. Not by the Americans against the Japanese, not by the English against the Chinese. I not- think of those two options. <laughs> Number two is right out. <laughs> I mean, I do have dinosaurs. They're very good at intimidating people, well, but it defunds the terrorists. That's for sure. It defunds the terrorists. Uh, but again, I don't know how far it spreads <laughs> because this is a foreign nation that wasn't in this smaller nation's right. control. Right. So I'm looking at at least two governments that are at least involved together. Oh my god, that plot is going all the way to the top <laughs> of two nations. <laughs> <clears throat> Option number three. A thousand pardons, leader, pleads the country's ambassador Owen Dett while kissing my feet. Although our nation is a mere insignificant speck of dirt compared to the might and majesty of your nation, we implore you find it within your heart to forgive the debts of us, the most humblest of nations. That sounds like a master manipulator to me. It does. Here's what Jar Jar Binks would have been if George Lucas... <laughs> Kept on going with the uh, Darth Sidious, uh, Darth uh, Jar Jar um, uh, storyline. Because, of course, that is canon. Uh- <laughs> it's too clever to be canon. <laughs> it should be. I'd love to see Darth Jar Jar. Oh, it would be fantastic. But it, come on, it's too clever. It is too clever. Um- <laughs> Someone with skill wrote that. <laughs> Listen, Zane, just do the right thing. Is it just those three? It's just those three. Just do the right thing, man. You got this. What's the right thing, Sam? You know, option one. I forgot which option was the word. Just don't option be one <laughs> is remove the government, install my own <laughs> yeah, pick of government, and then get Zane Australian businesses to buy state services. Hard pass on that one. Option number two is go in, literally steal their goods. Mm, hard pass. And use that to repay my national debt that this incompetent mm-hmm. secret agent has accrued in a foreign casino. Obviously, it's... James Bond. That's part yeah. of it. So two nations. Or completely forgive the debt and not solve the problem. That, and that also sets the precedent that uh, anybody who owes you money in the future, they, they, they should simply be forgiven because you're so wealthy and so generous, so, so benevolent. Forgive the, forgive the debt, write it off as foreign aid, you're fine. Write it off as a charitable donation. I mean- <laughs> If we, Your if, taxes will be great. <laughs> if this guy has somehow lost $120 trillion, which is a lot of money for any casino. Um, Quite a few zeros. Mm, I mm. mean, just calling it foreign debt doesn't mean that I'm not in deficit. That's fine. Your economy should be strong enough to but deal with it. my thoughts are that if I go option number three is we then use that leverage to find out more information about the terror plot. Alternatively. We already have the ambassador here in the office. Alternatively, if you went option one and threw yourself into that country, that's a real good way to find out too. But it's also a real good way to have insurgents attacking you like America and Iraq. But that means, but by going in there, you're calling them out and they're attacking you. So suddenly you know exactly where they are. So as opposed to them being hidden yeah, somewhere. Yeah, because Iraq is very clear cut and with <laughs> in, surgically out, everything is fine. Mission accomplished, 2003. Come on. Yep, I'm not saying it's a great plan, but I'm saying yeah. if, you're, if you think that that is a, a country full of terrorists. I don't think it's a country because it's a, it's a small. I think they're in on the deal. 
And Afghanistan if is a small country. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. I think if it's, I think I'm going to try this, see how it works before I get involved militarily. Like, if, we wrong, if, this wasn't a, if we didn't have the terrorist issue, I would go option three regardless because true. I have much. I don't That's need to take the only reason that I'm have. really considering option number one is because, <laughs> I mean, we do have a little bit of military, <laughs> but Australia's never been about seizing other people's assets. Exactly. Option, country- option one is to rape the country. Yeah. Option two is to rape it and gut yeah. it as well. Yeah. Yep. And number three is to go... That's eh, all right. Yeah, it's like if my if my bowl has enough food in it, I don't need to reach into my neighbor's bowl and take his food. So if yeah, unless he has something better than you, true. But if I've got enough, I have enough. So op- option number one is kind of like owning them in perpetuity. Yeah. Option number two is just like you're meaningless to us. We have nothing to gain. We're taking what we can from you now. Yeah. And you can go off and be involved with whatever terror yeah. plate you want. And option, I'm not confident yeah. in my military ability to be able to like hold off invading forces, so I'm going to go intelligence this time. Also, option three potentially gives you a very strong ally, maybe not while you're in charge of the country, but 100 years from now. I thought you were arguing for option number one. Option three was to just dismiss the debt, right? Correct. That's what I would do if there wasn't terrorists. Right. Yeah. <laughs> As I was saying, like, but it, it tactically doesn't help you now, but by doing this to that nation in 100 years, if they're back on their feet, you've got a nice ally. All right, so... The nation's taxpayers pay for foreign governments' extravagances. Good. Mm-hmm. And also terrorists. Yeah. Also there terrorists. There you go. Well done. Zane Australia is funding terrorism. Helping less so fortunate. One, a national right? duty. <laughs> Citizens agree. Uh, rules Zane Australians predict bumper harvest. Easy cheesy. Rising dairy sales point to milky future. <laughs> Uh, so niceness up 2.3%, compassion 1.4%, pacifism 0.3%, cheese 0.24%, agriculture, welfare, tourism, ideological radicality and lifespan up between 02 and 0.08%. Big downs are charmlessness at 0.1%, crime 03 uh, and average income 024 So not really... Much not not a huge not a huge difference, um, but pacifism and compassion, hopefully, ideological radicality up a little bit though. We'll see. Have to wait and see. There's it's not a clear indicator either way on that one. Yeah, but it wasn't a blow to your economy. No, no, not at all. Point two three of a percent. Right. Well, not to jump ahead, but collectively for this episode, I think Andy did the best. Gonna say stop the potential terrorist. No, I'm not gonna give away everyone. (laughs) But he was like, I am not gonna be kidnapped by terrorists. Fuck that guy. (laughs) Like, yeah, really solid, really solid plan. That I was just gonna say, out of all the options that were, including myself, I I think you handled that the best from the heart, Seb. I agree with you. That's that's I would also diplomacy. I would also choose Andy because I think that lying to your nation about even if there is terrorists in the country like you want them to be able to tell you that they think there are terrorists there I agree I'm just dealing with the hand that I was dealt I got hit by meteorites and had to, ter- I had to tie it into terrorists I'm just dealing with the hand that I could make up yep that's it I'm just good I'm not, right. not a happy situation, but it has to tie it in. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can go to patreon.com forward slash a new world order podcast and find all of the extra episodes that we do just for Patreon. And we'll be back next week. 
As always, I have been Zane C. Weber, Chancellor of the National Council of Zane Australia, twirling forever towards the future. I have been your people's champion, the Sebmerican sweetheart, Sebastian of the United States of Sebmerica. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And I have been Andrew Shostler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia, imploring you all carte blanche sans plume. Till next time, gentlemen. Hi there, my name's Jessica Kate. And I'm Ellen Rose. And we're the hosts of Murder in the Land of Oz, a new Australian true crime podcast. Yes, we're starting off in Brisbane, our hometown, because relatable. Relatable. We're going to be coming to you every second Monday. So give us a listen, give us a like. And a subscribe. Come and join us on our journey where we explore the depths of true crime Australia. Oh, yeah. Yeah.